very excited about what I'm going to be releasing today. This again will conclude uh, God the Holy Spirit series and the topic today is the final answer. Before I do that, let me just give you an update, a heads up on what's going to happen next week. Next week we'll begin a series, Taking God at His Word. Uh, And it's about the Bible. It's about the Bible. So we're going to begin the series, Taking God at His Word. It's going to be very, uh, it's going to be a lot of teaching helping us understand the weight of the Bible, not in grams or ounces, but the weight of the Bible as it is measured in contrast to our life or in agreement with our life. And uh, we'll be discussing that. Taking God at His Word begins next week. Let me ask you a question. Is anyone in this room ever frustrated because you don't know what to do about something, anything? Raise your hand. How many have ever been frustrated? I just don't know what to do. I don't know what, hold your hand up again, wave it at me. Is anybody in this room frustrated right now? Wave at me. Is it because you don't know what to do, wave at me. Okay. Yet you've prayed, you've done everything you know to do, you've sought counsel, you've come into agreement with it, you've struck hands with people. You've read your Bible. (laughs) You've done everything that the church world tells you to do. But my question is, have you done yet what Holy Spirit told you to do? I know it's kind of odd to consider the possibility that the Holy Spirit might not have told you to read the Bible. Holy Spirit might not even have told you to pray about it. Let me ask you a question. When Jesus was being baptized, When he was being baptized by John, did he first pray and ask Holy Spirit to come and approve him? Or did Holy Spirit simply descend upon him? Scripture says he descended upon him. It's not because Christ said, Holy Spirit, come and validate me. He didn't have to throw his hands up and spend 10,000 words and say, come validate me, Holy Ghost. That part of God that helps me understand the things. And let me just say, for those of you that might not understand what part of God Holy Spirit is, Jesus Christ is the doorway to the kingdom of God. If we do not go through that doorway, receive Him as Lord, as Savior of our lives, uh, to forgive us of our sins and our sinful nature, if we do not receive Him to do that, there is no access to the kingdom. But when we receive Him... The door is opened and we have access to all that God ever intended for you and for me. Somebody say amen. Amen. So the role of Christ is to bring us to the Father. However, when the door is open and we enter into the kingdom, what Christ's responsibility is not is to help me understand what those great things are on the wall. It's not up to Jesus to explain to me what those gray things are on the wall. I'm using that as an analogy, okay? He really doesn't care what those gray things are, but let's just say he did. It's not his responsibility to explain that. So what happens, I come into the kingdom. Now, once I've received Christ, Holy Spirit fills my life begins to operate in my mind and in my spirit, begins to look for a way to reveal the depth of the Father to me, help me understand that, find out what is clear and what isn't clear, and to make what's not clear, clear, and to make sure that what I think is clear is really His clear. 
Because that's not always true. Oh, I got this. And the Holy Spirit says, no, that was good five years ago, but that wouldn't be clear today. So what he does is Holy Spirit is the one that comes in and says, now let me explain to you what that is. What that's going to do, those are sound baffles. This is true. What I'm telling you right now is true. These are sound baffles. What these gray things do, while it looks like uh, just cosmetic uh, improvements on the walls to help things look a little bit better, what it really does is keep my voice from going boom, 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 bouncing off of every wall. We really are supposed to have twice as many of those, but that would be ugly. So what it does is it helps my voice in Holy Spirit says that what he does in the kingdom is makes us aware when you look around you what do you see now that you have received Christ and you've come into the kingdom have you ever wondered why some people you know that have received Christ they have the saving knowledge of Christ the door has been opened they've stepped into the foyer of the kingdom yet they don't know anything and there are no changes in their life Have you ever wondered, how is it possible you know Christ and yet your life is futility? Everything about your life, you're always frustrated, you're always this, you're always that. How is it you have come to know Christ and you don't, uh, there's no passion, no motivation, no forgiveness? We don't become forgiving people because we receive Christ. We become forgiving people because we receive Christ who then allowed Holy Spirit or sent Holy Spirit to indwell us. And then Holy Spirit, when He dwells in us, then He says, now let me help you understand why it's important for you to forgive. Now let me help you understand why it's important for you to guard your tongue. Put shutters on your eye gate. And don't let those things come in that aren't purposed of God. Is anybody hearing me today? So Holy Spirit really helps us to understand what is around us. So sometimes we get frustrated because we don't know what to do about something and things rise up in our life and, they, they, and, and really because we're human, we have an Adam nature in us and we want it right now. There's a tree, there's an apple, I'm hungry, you look good, let's eat it together. We want it right now. We don't want to, we don't want it because that's in us. And, and sometimes when we want it now, but Holy Spirit doesn't want it now for us, we can find ourselves getting a little aggravated, a little frustrated by it. So we don't give Him time to begin to work and to begin to make things clear. So if you knew you could get the right answer every time right away, would you? If you knew you could get the right answer every time right away, would you do it? Of course you would. That's why Google exists, Bing exists, Yahoo exists. Google and Bing and Yahoo, all of those search engines exist today because there was a present need. Because people said, I want to know. And Bing said, I'm going to tell you. Wikipedia, I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to make sure there's an answer available to you. Google, man, we can capitalize on this. There's a market for knowledge. There's a market to give answers, even if they're not right. That's right. There's a market for answers. So let's talk about a few things today very quickly in, in, uh, as we wrap this series up. The final answer. And the first thing I want to do is I want to speak to you and talk to you and share with you about the voice of Holy Spirit. Let me say this. Let me make this statement. Write it down. Tweet it. Do whatever you do with it. Instagram it. 
Snapchat it. What's the other things you can do with it today? What else can you do? Facebook it. Whatever you do with it. We must stop wondering if Holy Spirit speaks and begin listening as He speaks. We have to come to the place where we stop wondering, does Holy Spirit really speak? And begin listening as. Everybody say as. As Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you today, Holy Spirit speaking. God sent His Son to redeem you so that you could receive Holy Spirit and be reconciled to the Father. And then the Father said, or Jesus said about His Father, Holy Spirit is going to come so that you can know everything about my Father that I know about my Father. Because my Daddy wants to be known. And the only way my Daddy's going to be known is by Holy Spirit. So turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 28, verse 29. Let's talk about when Holy Spirit said anything. How many believe Holy Spirit's talking? When's the last time you... Has anybody heard Holy Spirit today? This morning? Without raising a hand, because I don't want to put you on the spot. Is there anybody in here? Don't raise your hand. Don't wink your eye. Don't tickle your ear. Don't do anything. Except for to yourself. Anybody in this room today or under the sound of my voice, you would say, I've never heard the voice of Holy Spirit. I'm going to say to you today, you probably have, but likely didn't recognize it. In Acts chapter 8, verse 29, says this, says, And the Spirit, everybody say, the Spirit, the Spirit. Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot, and then we know the rest of the story, because Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over, transported Philip over, Philip went over, and the eunuch was saved. Acts chapter 11, verse 12, and the Spirit, everybody say, the Spirit, Spirit. said, and the Spirit told me to go with them, and make no distinction, but these six brothers are accompanied also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. Holy Spirit said to me, go. Acts 13, 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Said. said. Set apart. Don't say this part. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Aren't you glad Holy Spirit said set apart Barnabas and Saul? Who became Paul? Aren't we glad? That Holy Spirit said. How many are glad Holy Spirit said? I think there's some in this room that need Holy Spirit to said. (laughs) Right now. To say. Right now. Not to prophesy, but to make it so. Often we hear Holy Spirit, and I've shared this story before, but I remember easily remember because I think about it from time to time just like perhaps you do but the day that I came to the knowledge of Christ and that probably needs to be clarified because most people in the world today have a knowledge of Christ but not a relationship with Christ so let me rephrase it the day that I came into relationship with Christ I had a knowledge of Christ but I had no relationship with Christ and I remember that day, July the 8th of 1985, when I went to that church in Houston, Texas, and I walked in, and I sat down on the back row as a large church, and I sat down on the back row of that church. The evangelist stands up, he begins speaking, and he preaches this message with a title most of you know about because he was here preaching a few months ago. But he began to preach the message, Will the real Jesus Christ please stand up? And I sat on the back row of that church, and I don't remember another word that he said. 
All I know is the entire time that he was preaching, Holy Spirit was saying something to me, yet I didn't know it was Holy Spirit. All I knew is, whatever it is this guy's talking about, I want it. Something in me that I didn't understand, I couldn't explain. Prior to that moment, I was more interested in floating down the New Braunfels River, drinking Bartles and James. But suddenly, I've got to know, there's something in me saying, what this man is releasing, you want. Oh, I do? In fact, I didn't even do that. I didn't even question it. When he said, I want you to go to that altar tonight. Get up from your seat and go. I didn't know another person in that building. Not a single person in that building. Not one. Didn't know a single person. But I knew something was going on in here. Now, I and my immaturity thought, man, butterflies are big tonight. There's a lot of stirring going on in here, and I'm not sure what it was, and yet I understood that the stirring, all of that, the butterflies, they were all flying to the altar. The stirring was compelling me to go to the front of this church. I didn't know anybody. I went. You know the rest. That night, got saved. Received Jesus Christ to be Lord in my life. Now, I didn't know then that that was the voice of Holy Spirit, but I know today. And I knew shortly thereafter. I quickly came to realize, if we will turn our ear to hear, he's speaking. When we're not hearing, it's not because we don't hear. It's very well likely we're not listening. Because he's speaking in us every day when he shares to us. Sometimes he's going to speak to you in the innermost part of you. Sometimes he'll speak to you In the outermost, which would be my voice or your wife's voice or your husband's voice or someone's voice or whatever. But he's speaking. You ever wondered how many times you've ever, someone's ever said something or you heard something and you you neglected that word or you thought, oh, I'm not doing that. There's no life in that. That's not right. I'm not not worried about that. I'm going to, you know, I can drive 20 miles and over the speed limit. What's he mean? What's he talking about? It doesn't matter. And you've just neglected that and you thought that's not a word and yet it was. You ever considered that? That the final answer for you might be, that's, that's a word to you? Holy Spirit saying, you're waiting to hear my voice and I'm, I'm really releasing that and I'm releasing it through this person or through this moment or through this time or through this season. The hardship you're in, have you ever considered that the things that you're going through that are difficult might actually be the voice of Holy Spirit? And if you could get, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, if you could get on the other side of the situation and you were looking at it from the other side, you would see it from a very different perspective and understand, oh my gosh, that's Holy Spirit. He was using the circumstances to speak to me, but I was so consumed by the circumstances, I was distracted. It, was, it became distortion. And distracted me from hearing the voice of Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit is speaking and I can tell you in every single person in this house, everybody, everybody, your eyes fixed right on me right now, fixed right on me. I'm going to tell you right now, right now. Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. He spoke to you when you got up this morning. He spoke to you when you were on your way here. He was trying to speak to you when you got here. He's trying to speak to you right now. He's trying to say something to you right now. He's trying to make you aware right now. I've got news for you. Even if you think you have never heard the voice of Holy Spirit right now, He is talking to you. Right now, He is peeling 
back the layers of all the hardness, all the denial, all the fear, all the discomfort. He's slowly peeling back the layers as you sit under the sound of my voice so that he can get into the middle of that and he can say, now this is the way I want you to walk in. Do so. And watch and see what I can do. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. is speaking. He has a voice. And then there's the leading of Holy Spirit. We talked about this last week. And we're getting to the final answer in just a moment. Then there's the leading of Holy Spirit. And I'm trying to put together everything that we've talked about over eight weeks. I'm trying to bring together into one. In Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 10, let me read the whole thing. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out. How? In the Spirit. Spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, all of them were dry. Not just dry, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, only you know. And then he said to me, Prophesy over these... The answer God gave him wasn't when he said, only you know. God didn't say, I do know. Do you want to know? He said, you're right, and I'm going to tell you how I know. I'm going to tell you what to do. Prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord that is coming to you by Holy Spirit, in the Spirit of the Lord. Thus says, thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you. And I will cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you will live. And you will know that I'm the Lord, because you're going to start living. Some folks need to just start living. They haven't come to the place where they really know God is God, because they really haven't started living. Oh, they're breathing. Oh, they're breathing. They're getting up every day, going to bed every night, eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they're still not living. He said, I'll lay sinews upon you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you, and I will cover you with skin, put breath in you, and you will live, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, just as he commanded me, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, there was a rattling, clink, 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 clink. And the bones came together, bone upon bone, pow, 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 snap. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews upon those bones, and flesh had come upon them, and skin then covered them, and yet there was no breath in them. Well, isn't that interesting? If you're going to do it, God, do it all at once. I'm about to give you a revelation about your condition. I'm going to give you a revelation about your condition. If you have a condition. Some of us in this house have a condition. Probably all of us from time to time get conditional. But isn't it interesting? In verse 4 he said, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. That's verse (laughs) 5. Prophesy to these bones and I will cause breath to enter them and they will live. Here's where we are. This is part of our condition. Our condition is when he said it the first time, I embraced the first word, but we weren't listening for the next one. 
Because the first word we heard him say was, I'm going to do this for you, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to bring you into this place, or I'm going to uh, do this for your body, or do this in your family, or do this for your children, or do this for your employment, or do this for you, whatever it was. And we hear that first word, prophesy to that situation, and we speak to the situation. And everything he told us he was going to do somehow isn't done the way we thought he was going to do it. And suddenly... What was meant to be a moment of opportunity became a condition, an infirmity, a hindrance, a moment to stop believing. Why wouldn't Ezekiel say, you said if I prophesied to these bones, they would come together and you would install your breath, you would impart your breath to them. Well, that isn't what happened. The muscles came, the sinews came, the flesh came, and there's a bunch of bodies just laying there. And Ezekiel could have said, they're dead. Now I have dead bodies. I had bones. The only difference is, I know now what they look like. What am I going to do with them? You said, If I prophesied to these bones, you would impart your breath to them. Where's your breath? I have a condition. The condition is you did not fulfill your word. And then he says, now prophesy to the breath. Oh, wait a minute. You just said prophesy to the bones a moment ago and that you were going to give them breath. So I thought it was a complete word. And the Father, without saying it, said, Oh, I need you to keep trusting Holy Spirit. I need you to keep depending on Holy Spirit. Do you think I'm going to do it all for you with one wipe? He said, Do you think I'm going to answer all of your needs in one split second and you don't need me anymore? He said, I need you to need me. I need you. Never mind. (laughs) I need you to need me. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. Stop, Tim. Verse 9, he said to them, he said, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy. Why, 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 why? In verse 4, did he say, prophesy over these bones and say to them? And then in verse 9, he said, prophesy to the breath. I think because there was a pause in Ezekiel. I think because Ezekiel was getting a condition. Wait a minute, you didn't... I got a bunch of dead bodies laying all over this field. I need these dead bodies to live. You said you'd give them breath. If I prophesied to these bones, you'd give them breath. And here's a bunch of dead bodies laying here, and they're still not breathing. And then it says, the word of the Lord was, prophesy to the breath. And there must have been, without us seeing it there, there must have been a pause. Ezekiel must have been saying, why didn't you do that the first time? And he said, shh, prophesy. (laughs) Prophesy to the breath. Wait, what, what, what? Prophesy. How am I going to prophesy? Because I gave you my word. What did I tell you I would do? You need to be healed of your condition. Your condition is, you think it all happens in a moment. But I'm all about seed, time, and harvest. I'm all about seasons. 
You don't learn anything in a miracle. You learn things that require process. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breath on, breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and believe it or not, behold, oh my Lord, it really happened, the breath came into them, and they lived, they stood on their feet, and it was an exceedingly great army. I'm going to tell you something. First of all, you need to understand that the Holy Spirit is speaking, the voice of Holy Spirit. The voice of Holy Spirit. He has a voice. Everybody say, He has a voice. voice. No, say it with me again. Say, Holy Spirit Spirit has a voice. voice. Say this, He wants to talk. talk. And He wants to lead. He He loves leading. You know what? That takes responsibility out of us, some. When you're the point man in the army, you're the guy everybody's shooting at. Those of you that have been in the military, you know, you're selected as the point man, you're going to go. You're going to be the guy in the front. We're going to form a V. You're going to be the uh, tip of the spear. And you're going to go out there, and first thing that they're going to see, the enemy's going to see, is you, because you're the tip of the spear. And if they shoot you, we know they're there. You're expendable. And the Holy Spirit says, let me lead you. Let me be the tip of the spear, because I'm invincible. If you will let me lead and you don't try to lead, watch what I can do. Trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then there's this thing called the fellowship of Holy Spirit. Answers don't come because we acknowledge Holy Spirit. Answers don't come because I say, I believe in Holy Spirit. I've received Jesus Christ and I believe in Holy Spirit. Answers don't come because we acknowledge Him. They come because we fellowship with Him. We need to keep in mind, Holy Spirit didn't come to visit you and me. He didn't come to visit. He didn't come to pass through. Hey, Will needs me today. I'm just going to blow on through, take care of things, and then move on along. And then I have to ask him, when are you coming back? You're going to come back around this way? What if I need you? It's like those movies that we watch on Hallmark. When are you coming back? I'm not. My job took me to England. It's what always happens. If you watch Hallmark, you, you got it. If you don't... But there's this thing called fellowship with Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Fellowship with Holy Spirit isn't because He's passing through, but it's because we recognize His presence in our lives. Yeah, Nick, it's because I recognize, Holy Spirit, you are in me and you are doing a work. And here's the thing about the fel- fellowship with Holy Spirit. When I fellowship with Holy Spirit, I recognize I'm not a perfect man, yeah. but I'm being matured. Yeah, you know what? Some of my human nature is going to pop up every now and then. Maybe more times than not. Sometimes. Depending on the day. Whatever's going on. But when I'm in fellowship with Holy Spirit, I know He's present in me. What I love about it is He came to dwell. Not to move along. Because He knew. You know why He came to dwell? You know why when Jesus went away and He said, It's to your advantage I go away because if I don't go, Holy Spirit won't come. But if I do go, Holy Spirit will come. And everything I know about Daddy, He's going to tell you. Do you know why Christ said that? Do you know why Holy Spirit comes to dwell? Because He knows that in and of ourselves, we're imperfect beings. doesn't matter if you're the preacher. doesn't matter if you're the person that's sitting on the back row for the first time today. doesn't matter if you're a person that's never been in church in your life and you're watching online. 
Holy Spirit knows I'm working with imperfect beings in and of themselves, but empowered by my word, I can grow them and I can mature them if they will allow me a voice, if they will allow me to lead them, and if they will have fellowship with me. And if they will have fellowship with me and understand that I am always in them and you talk to them, anything that can talk back is worth talking to. Does anybody hear me? If Holy Spirit has a voice, Tom, and he can talk to me, I would think it would be worth the effort to speak to him. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have found yourself speaking to Holy Spirit since we started this series and you had not really before that much talked to him, if at all? How many? Be honest. And suddenly you find yourself, I'm actually having a conversation with Holy Spirit and somebody might say, <laughs> But that's only because they haven't talked to him yet. But when they do, he's going to speak. But he might not speak with a voice that you hear booming out of the heavens and coming out of the cloud and suddenly you see this thing that looks like an asteroid lands in front of you and says, Behold! Oh, sorry, hurt my neck. I have stitches in the back of my neck so I can't stretch too much. Behold! Not going to happen that way. But he's going to speak to you because he's going to put people in your life, in your way like a donkey he's going to put an ass in your path you know, I got people right now that some, some people don't know how to take me don't take me just accept me that was the King James version But do you know why he's going to do that? Not because they're meant to be a donkey. Not because he thinks they're a donkey. But because he thinks they're valuable to your purpose. That donkey wasn't just a donkey. That donkey was the word of the Lord. Holy Spirit personified. Perdonkeyified. Because what he had to say needed to be heard. Read this with me. Or don't read it with me. Just let me read it. Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 says this. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit. If there's any participation in the, in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. Complete my joy by being of the same mind. Having that same love, being in full accord and of one mind and then I'll stop there. But he said, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, Paul said, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind. I'm able to do what I do because I am participating with Holy Spirit. I'm not observing Him. I'm not watching Him in the distance saying, oh, look what He's doing in everybody else's life and then wondering when He's going to do it in mine. I'm getting right in there. I am in the dugout with the Holy Ghost of God. I'm on the field. When He's in the outfield, I'm in the outfield. When He's up to bat, I'm up to bat. He's a voice. He's leading me. He wants fellowship with me. 2 Corinthians 13 says this, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship 
and the fellowship of Holy Spirit be with you all. Paul said, listen to me, I've got something I want you to hear. Let the fellowship of Holy Spirit be with you all. I've seen the wonder of having relationship with one that you might not see with your eye, and yet you do. We know in Scripture, we were encouraged to accept and to believe that when we've seen a brother in Christ, we have seen the Lord. When you've seen me, you have seen the Lord, he said. Yet with our eye, we might not in the natural, if we could see Holy Spirit, we might find it easier to believe in Holy Spirit. But when you look around this room, if you know anybody in this room, if you don't know them and you get to know them, I'm going to tell you, when you look around this room and you listen to the testimonies of people's lives in this room, you want to see Holy Spirit, look at the person right next to you. Look at the person in front of you. Look at the person behind you. You want to see Holy Spirit. Watch what He's doing in their life. What is it? Because Holy Spirit's... He's looking for fellowship. Holy Spirit, always, the final answer from Holy Spirit is this, that He will always prepare us for what God created us. Did you hear what I said? Holy Spirit will always prepare us if we will trust that He's speaking. Allow Him to lead. And if we will fellowship and participate with Him, He will always prepare us for those things that God created us. Yahweh created every living being with purpose. Even the people, the irony is, people that don't believe in Him, people that have never received Him, they're still wandering about today disclaiming God with every breath finding something else to believe in. Some people don't want to believe in God because they just don't want to. They just don't want to be like those who do. Not because they don't believe. It's just like the kid that wants to stand up, but they won't stand up because you told them to stand up. (laughs) Everything in me wants to stand up. But just because it was you that told me to stand up, I'm going to sit right here. And we've all been there. But Holy Spirit prepares us for everything. This is the final answer. Holy Spirit prepares us for everything. Christ invites us in. We come in to the knowledge of God but we come into the revelation of God by Holy Spirit. I know God because Christ introduced me to Him. I have revelation of the deepest parts of God because Holy Spirit began to teach me and continues to teach me and continues to speak to me. Does anybody hear me today? So if you've ever wondered, as you've listened to this entire series, and you've wondered, do I need Holy Spirit? Let me tell you, you do. Let me read this verse and then wrap this up. Isaiah 11, verses 1 and 2 read like this. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse. 
and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. wisdom. Understanding. Everybody say understanding. understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. What's going to make him worthy, usable? What's going to make him redeemer? What's going to make him holy? What's going to make him son? is that the Spirit of the Lord will be upon him and he will possess wisdom and understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. I'm going to tell you all of those things right there. What else do you need? Why do you need Holy Spirit? Why do you need to engage Holy Spirit? Why do you need to have a conversation? There's people in this room you've never had a conversation. People listening today, you've never had a conversation with Holy Spirit. I'm, in, I'm, I'm exhorting you today. I'm asking you today. Whether you're under the sound of my voice within these walls or you're watching online, I'm asking you today, when, before you leave today, talk to Holy Spirit. What you don't understand within Him is all the wisdom you need, all the understanding, all the knowledge, all the strength, all the hope, everything. I've enjoyed this series immensely because I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. I trust the presence of Holy Spirit in my life and I trust the presence of Holy Spirit in yours. And you know what? It's the same Spirit. I'm thankful that He has the ability to indwell every single person who ever, ever receives Jesus Christ. Because upon receiving Him, Jesus said, I'm going away and I'm going to sit at the right hand of my daddy and I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray that as Holy Spirit speaks, you will interpret well. I'm going to pray when Holy Spirit has a word to speak to you, you'll be willing to listen. I'm going to pray that when Holy Spirit's ready for fellowship, you're ready to fellowship as well. I'm going to pray that you'll allow Him to lead you. What separates us from people who have never received Christ? The opportunity that we have to know God in a way that they could never without Him. Don't ever underestimate the access that you have as a believer. You did not hear what I just said. You know, I think one of the coolest jobs maybe on the planet, for me, and you would, you'll understand when I say this, I think one of the coolest jobs on the planet for me today, that I'm aware of anyway, would be able to work in Cupertino at that big circular apple thing that they're making. To be able to go in there every day and have your access card. Take that access card and go in this room and this room. The media, even Google, doesn't know what's in that room. Only the people that are in there. They go in there and they see it and they, you know, how amazing it is and how, you know it's cool. Nobody's on the front edge of technology like Apple. Nobody. Everybody's always trying to catch up with Apple. And that's the way it is. Maybe that'll change. It's not changed yet. Their research, their development, everything that they're doing, they're all in this thing and they're trying to find ways to make life easier or more accessible or technology 
whatever. They're creating things in there. What a cool job. But to get there, I can't just walk up to the door and say, hey, I'm Steve Parker. Yeah, well, I'm John Doe. Thanks for coming. Get off our property. What do you mean? I came to find out. Do you have the key? Do I need a key? Who do you know that will give you access to this building? Do you know whoever's in charge now? No, I don't. Do you know manager X, manager B? No, I just saw the building. I saw that it was available right here, and, and I thought I would come in and find out what it is y'all are doing. I just think it's so cool. I have one of your phones. Check this out. I even have my app is on it. Just let me come through the door. If you just let me come through the door, I just want you five minutes. Just give me five minutes. Now, we're not going to give you anything. We're going to give you a security escort off the property. But why can't I get in? You don't have access. You're never going to know what's inside this building unless you have the right access. We're not withholding the information from you. We're simply saying without the right access, it wouldn't make sense to you anyway. So why would we give you what would only confuse you and frustrate you? But if you have the right access, the knowledge, the wisdom, the counsel, the might, the fear of the Lord, you have the right access, man, we'll let you come in. And when you come in, man, it's going to blow your mind. Blow your mind, I'm telling you. Blow your mind. So when you have the right access, let's know I'm going to tell you today, you have access. But when you to the kingdom, you can't walk into the kingdom. You can't be just say, okay, I got saved. Jesus is now my savior. That's all well and good. That's good. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. That's the start. But there's no end. Too many believers today come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and think that is the beginning and the end. It is only the beginning. We don't know what the end looks like yet. What happens when I have access now to this thing called the kingdom of God? I have access now because I've received Christ. Now it's Holy Spirit that is my key card that says, let me tell you about all of this stuff that's in here. But I'm only going to tell you what you need to know when you need to know it. Because if I gave it to you all at once, you just couldn't take it. I would, your mind would go, beast all over the wall. That's what he wants from you and me. So wherever you're at today, maybe you've been on the outside looking at this thing and you're thinking, man, that sounds amazing and I love it. And you know, when he preaches and talks about the kingdom of God, it's fascinating, but it doesn't work that way for me. Maybe it's because on the outside, sitting at the picnic table, looking out, off at hours on the door and Holy Spirit saying, I'm inviting you in. Why don't you come on through those doors? Forget the Through the doors. I want you to come in here because there's so much I want to show you. If you think it's cool, the life that he's living and the things that he's seeing and the things that he's hearing or she or whomever, if you think that's cool, wait until I show you how I can help you fulfill your created purpose. I'm about to blow your mind. Oh, but I don't know, you know, that stuff is bizarre to me. I don't know, it's weird, it's different. I've never been in this kind of place before. This is unusual. I've never heard this kind of teaching and Holy Spirit said, so what? Who cares? Has the teaching you have received given you hope? If the best you can do is go to bed at night and say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and nothing after that, are you really full of life? Or is it better to say, Jesus Christ came and redeemed me to something, not just from something. He saved me 
to something, not just from something. Christ never saved anybody from anything. The reason he came and died on the cross was in obedience to the Father so that he could reconcile us to his daddy so that we could become aware of everything our daddy knows. He wants you to know. He wants to fill you up with knowledge and authority. and He wants you to come to the place where you know what you're capable of. Do you want that? Are you hungry for that? Stand with me if you would, please.